Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You want to work with Democrats to come to agreement on a budget? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I, I first think our very first responsibility, we both should have to pass a budget. We both should have to pass the appropriate mm-hmm. appropriation bills so the country can see the direction we're going. But you cannot continue the spending that has brought this inflation, that right. has brought our economic problems. We've got to get our spending under control. Okay. So that's Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, his first uh, big interview on Face the Nation. And uh, we'll get to the, the money clip literally and figuratively here in just a second. But um, uh, it is true that the Republicans, when, they're, when they have the White House are, uh, and, and are spending like crazy, don't bring up fiscal responsibility. And then when the Democrats are in charge, they do care about it. The Democrats have the advantage of never caring about it. Sure. So, uh, so they can do the same thing and not feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine who donated a whole bunch of money to a politician so he could get a face-to-face with George W. Bush. I mean, he donated that much money. Mm. Um, Walked away from the whole situation saying, we have two parties, the tax and spend party and the spend and spend party. (laughs) The Republicans are just the spend. I mean, you know, I don't like the whole tax and spend thing, but it's better than just spend and spend, I suppose. (laughs) I I suppose, yeah. Neither one of them are good. Anyway, um... Do I want to play this clip first before I fill this in or not? 
Uh, well, let's play this clip first. Here's Kevin McCarthy talking about the things they won't cut. 60 and 61, so whichever one we didn't play. Are you willing to consider any reductions to Social Security and Medicare? No, let's take those off the table. We Completely. Wanna, yeah, I mean, if you read our commitment to America, all we talk about is strengthening Medicare and Social Security. So, and I know the president says he doesn't want to look at it, but we've got to make sure we strengthen those. What do you I mean think, by strengthen? Do you mean lift the retirement age? For no, no, no. What I'm talking about, Social Security and Medicare, you could keep that to the side. What I want to look at is they've increased spending by 30%, $400 billion in four years. So, continuing to go with the we're not going to touch Social Security or Medicare. The, the, put those to the side. Those are off the table. Just let me, as, as I mentioned last hour, you have one goal as a politician, apparently, mm-hmm. win the next election. And Kevin McCarthy, probably rightly, thinks that bringing up, dealing with Social Security or Medicare makes it less likely you win the next election. So we're going to pretend that you can get our spending under control without getting into those two topics. You can't. It's mathematically impossible. And everybody knows everybody. He knows that. Schumer knows. Everybody knows that. But they all pretend it's not true. Right. I would agree completely. And getting back to the whole uh, they both do it, but at least the Democrats get to enjoy it thing. I'm sure there are Republicans, you know, maybe it's Chip Roy, maybe it's uh, whoever in the Congress, in the Senate, who's serious about we sure. can't do this to our grandchildren. We can't. And and Kevin McCarthy probably goes to them with polls and says uh, it shows here that you will lose your race by 70 points. And they're like, well, wait a minute. That's the highest margin ever in the history of the world. Yeah, you will lose by 70 points if you say you're going to alter in any way Social Security and Medicare. So and you're then telling me if go I go to my voters and say to them, we're going to raise the age where you get Social Security by three years, but it won't kick in until after you're long gone, I'm still going to lose? Yes. Yes. Badly. You are still going to lose. <laughs> yes, you'll get murdered. And and the cynical's view of it, uh, the cynical person's or the realist's view, it depends, uh, I suppose, where you're sitting, uh, how to describe that person would be, all right, America, the voter, <coughs> excuse me, I'm choking on my disgust, uh, the, the voter <laughs> has absolutely zero desire to do the right thing, none. The only way this gets fixed is when it becomes a crisis, a disaster, a terrible, terrible crisis. Knowing that, why would we punch ourselves in the face for the next 15 years when it's going to be the same result? Either we could win about half the elections and deal with other stuff, or we could lose every single election by begging America to do the right thing, and uh, and we end up at the same place 2035, the uh, Social Security system, Medicare are insolvent. We need giant tax increases or we'll drive the the, the national debt to the 50 trillion dollar. <laughs> look at me saying million and billion in my head before I got the trillion. We'll push the debt to 50 trillion dollars. That's what's going to happen. Let's just enjoy the ride. One thing that Kevin McCarthy did put on the table, which is pretty unique for a Republican Party, was cutting the Pentagon budget, which is pretty interesting. So um, uh, a whole bunch of people are saying, uh, you know, the the more money for the Pentagon crowd 
always says this is a dangerous time. I mean, they've been making that argument my whole life. But I think you can legitimately believe this is as dangerous a time on the planet for world order as we've had in a very long time. And it's pretty amazing that the Republican Party is talking about. And so uh, he said, are you going to tell me there's not waste somewhere in the Pentagon? Well, of course there is. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's pretty surprising the Republican Party is talking about cutting in the Pentagon, but unwilling to even contemplate, even discussing Social Security and Medicare. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, Reason.com had a great piece uh, the other day. They said, and I quote, uh, refusing even to consider changes to Social Security might be a tidy way to pander to older Americans, but it's not a functional plan for entitlements. In fact, it's actually an impossible situation. If Congress refuses to do anything to alter Social Security's trajectory, benefit cuts will automatically kick in when the program hits insolvency. That point will be reached in 2035, according to the most recent numbers. If that happens, the trustees estimate just 11 years away. And man, oh, man, that'll go by fast. Yeah, 11 or all right. Yeah. Uh, If that happens, the trustees estimate that Social Security will be able to pay only 80 percent of promised benefits. Promising to do nothing then amounts to promising a 20 percent benefit cut in a little more than a decade. There's no getting around that fact, except that I did. They will drive the national debt to 50 trillion dollars. And soon, uh, you know, a U.S. savings bond will be about as reliable as, as shares of FTX. And of course, you've got the other problem of. As, so we this year, this is what's already budgeted for this year. We will take in four point nine trillion dollars. That's a record. That's the most money any country in the history of the planet has ever taken in in taxes. $4.9 trillion. Unfortunately, we will spend $5.9 trillion. We will spend a trillion more dollars than we take in. Already about $32 trillion in debt. And as if you've ever gotten yourself into credit card trouble, I've never gotten myself into credit card trouble like this, but I've known plenty of people that, where your payment you're so far in debt and you can only make the minimum payment. You're really only just paying the interest. You're hardly even touching the balance and it gets pretty depressing pretty fast. Well, that's where we are as a country. We're going to be spending like a trillion dollars a year here in a few years on just making our, our, our interest payments on the debt. I mean, that's insane. More than we spend on the, the Pentagon on the world defense. And we spend more than any other country in the world by far. So here are some of the numbers, and they are sobering. The combined shortfall for Social Security and Medicare uh, will amount to 6% of the gross domestic product. That's the shortfall by the mid-2040s. Uh, that translates to about $1.4 trillion in today's uh, dollars, although the actual amount will change. Keeping those two programs solvent without cuts would therefore require a tax increase of well over a trillion dollars, about 20% uh, more than – or. Yeah, 20% more than the total tax revenues right now. If Congress passed, say, a 9% payroll tax hike, that would not be enough. It would also need to create something like a 20% value-added tax, which would function like a federal sales tax to cover the rest of the shortfall. So a 9% payroll tax increase and a 20% federal sales tax to cover the deficit. So when this has to happen, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to keep things the same, never mind paying down your credit card bill in the manner you were discussing. Uh, If I live long enough to see all this happen, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take it 
when people are just screaming and whining about how did we get here? Well, when the mob of the angry young comes to your door with their toned abs and their non-gray hair and announces that they're here to beat you to death for bankrupting their world, I'm just going to say make it quick. I mean, what's, what's the counter-argument going to be? <laughs> wow. We, we tried. We, we, hey, I had a radio show. What's radio? Oh, boy. It's, uh, it was like a website you heard in your car. Anyway, <laughs> shut up, old man. Anyway, I used to, we used to yell at the politicians, telling them to stop it. Yeah, all right. Fine. Make let's get quick. the beaten. To, let's get started on the beatings. Here's one other thing you ought to know, though. Um, nobody exactly knows what would happen if we didn't pay our debts for the first time ever. Uh, if we defaulted on our loans for the first time ever, almost everybody predicts it would be quite hellish in terms of what it would do to the markets and our credit rating and all that sort of stuff. That won't happen. There's no chance of that because we do we are, we do take in $4.9 trillion. I mean, it's the equivalent of you've got a lot of debt, but you have a job and make good money. Well, so you can cover your rent and your credit card bill, you know, every month. You're going to mm-hmm. be able to do that. Well, that's that's where we are as a country. The, the, the Treasury Department had, takes in enough money every month to pay the bill. But they're not going to be able to pay other things. Other things are going to have to fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Or, again, massive tax increases. Um, so there's no way we're going to default on our debt. But other things are going to have to get cut hard. I mean, if we go over the cliff, if, if, you know, if enough holdouts actually don't raise the debt limit, etc. It's not immediately we default on our debt. That'd be crazy with the kind of money that we take in every year. Hey, it's time to call France and say, hey, Louisiana, do you want it back? The Louisiana purchase. How about a Louisiana refund? Can we uh, can we give it back? Hey, hey Russia, would you like Alaska? Is that what we're looking yeah. at? I'm not sure Russia's in a position to pay for anything. But you got the idea. Who right. had the Who had Florida? Nah, that's uh, Florida's actually Spaniards? doing pretty well these days. Probably the Spaniards. I don't get the idea the Spaniards are doing much these days. What do we have that's worth a lot? Yosemite. Hey, China, California. you want to buy Yosemite? Uh, how about uh, naming rights? Pepsi Valley or or Pep, Pepsi Gorge at Yosemite Valley. I like Verizon Wireless Mount Rushmore. Sure, why not? And Naming you'd, you'd be obligated, yeah. If you mention Mount Rushmore, yeah, you have to say Verizon Wireless Mount Rushmore. <laughs> right. That's what we need to start doing. Every yeah. interstate, instead of I-80, it's uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, did you take I-80? Oh, you mean Dunkin' Donuts? That's the freeway <laughs> I take. <laughs> I think this will work. It's a pretty good idea, actually. We're a clever people. Surely we can figure this out, right? Right? Anybody? Somebody? Um, much more on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. phone yet have you made it obey no. you my phone has just started playing music like it's been hacked it's that artificial intelligence it used to be your phone now it's now it's its own phone i just turned the volume down just like started cranking out music i think i've been hacked wow hackers weird um coming up what about russia and ukraine well, Russian soldiers are coming back. I'm sorry, Russian inmates who have been compelled to be soldiers or bribed are now coming back from the front, and it ain't pretty. Uh, also, the uh, speaking of things that are not the least bit pretty, the beating to death of the young man oh. in Memphis. Jeez, uh, what a comments story. on that. Yeah, yeah, just awful. What a terrible story. A couple of quick things. Um, Lisa Marie Presley, who died uh, recently, um, she lost 50 pounds in the weeks leading up to awards season, so she would look good for the awards. Oh. So she was an opioid addict, like her dad, and lost 50 pounds right before the awards. So that's not a healthy lifestyle. Wow. It runs in the family there. And she got some sort of plastic surgery, too. No wonder she married Jacko. God dang it. Yes. So you want to be rich and famous, huh? Or, sounds fantastic. Um, different topic. CNN just suffered its worst ratings in nine years. So their new, we're going to try to be a little more down the middle, is not working, apparently. I'm not sure if there's an appetite for that from a lot of people. I don't know either, and I just think that they've lost their like super enthusiastic lefty bent and their efforts to be just a, a legitimate news outlet, well, they're still left enough 
I mean, they can't help themselves. They're all lefties. That It's still obnoxious for conservatives to watch, and they've lost the super enthusiastic, you know, own the conservatives crowd. Right. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah, once you've established yourself as something, it's kind of hard to, to, to pivot at that point. Um, I was watching Meet the Press yesterday. They ran some through some of their uh, latest uh, polling. And the thing that stuck out to me the most was uh, Biden's approval rating on handling a Ukraine is down, is uh, disapproved 50%. So he's now at half disapproved, approved 41%, which was surprising hmm. to me. This was the idea that uh, Americans' enthusiasm for supporting Ukraine is dropping. It's now about 50-50 on providing more funding and weapons to Ukraine. It was solidly up around 70, then down around 60. It's now 50-50. I'm not exactly sure why. Just fatigue, tired of the story. I have no idea why. Yeah, that seems odd since anybody with any realistic bent would have known from the beginning this is going to be a tough one and a long one. Yeah, You know how people are. It's like a TV show. And, hey, this didn't have a satisfying ending, so... Um, and then the most amazing thing that stuck out to me is that the right track, wrong track, we have been s- high on the wrong track, around like three quarters of people saying that America's on the wrong track for the longest period that has ever been in the history of the polling. Hmm. Again, that might fit in a little bit to the whole CNN's ratings thing to where you're going to have half the country always think we're on the wrong track, depending on who's in the White House, I think, in our current political mood. Yeah, there's that. And it's just been a hell of a string of years. I mean, you remember 2020, worst year ever. 2021 is going to be better than that, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Right. But I feel like we're about to turn a corner. I'm feeling very positive myself. (laughs) If you miss an hour of this show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 67 minutes of footage shows several angles of the violence and aggression officers used toward Nichols, repeatedly kicking him, punching him in the face while his hands are in handcuffs behind his back and hitting him with a baton. Five officers beat him for nearly three minutes before more arrive on scene. But it takes roughly 20 minutes before any provide Nichols with medical attention or aid. Three days later, Nichols died at the hospital. So you watched the video I didn't. This is from the horrifying thing in Memphis and five officers charged with murder. Yeah, that's correct. But you say a whole bunch of other people milling around that didn't do a whole lot either. No, once the violence was over and the uh, victim was um, uh, propped up against a police car, frequently slumping over, semi-conscious, there was no raid. And I'm sorry, there was no aid rendered to him for quite some time. So, how come I haven't heard more about that? That seems like a problem. Also, suspended a couple of uh, first responders too. But yeah, they're looking into that too. There's an investigation. God dang it. So we we talked about this earlier, and um, you know, got into more of the details. But I'm just thinking: is is there a possibility that this is something society can't do much better than this? Is that a possibility? No, no, absolutely not. You don't think so? No, there, my, are, there are other countries that have much different policing than we do, for instance. Okay. Well, I'm happy to, happy to hear that, that, that you, you seem to think that. But um, because my take on this is that this was going on a lot more before people had cell phones they could whip out and get a video of it or body cam footage, and you just never heard about it. And, and, and we all know from the way these officers responded Afterwards, when they were asked questions, they were all lying about it, and they were and they were lying to cover up the people that weren't even as involved. Were lying to cover up the people that were involved. So, yeah. how often does this happen? And was happening for years. Uh, we don't know, but apparently a lot more than we thought, a lot more than I thought. And I just wonder because it's a tough job, you know. You become uh, you, you apparently you become very hardened to the realities of life as a cop or as a you know a first responder of any kind because you, you deal with so much more of that than most of our human brains have to yeah yeah well before we we go broader on the discussion just a couple of thoughts on what is in those videos uh number one we had somebody uh close to the show who's had a career in the justice uh, system point out to us that those cops got virtually everything wrong, including when they first apprehended Mr. Nichols, uh, pepper spraying him with everybody hands on in a very close environment. So all the cops reeled away, having been pepper sprayed by one of their own. 
And and that's when uh, Nichols got up and ran away, and that's when he was apprehended a second time was when the terrible beating began. So it was just miserable lack of the execution of training, just the whole thing. Um, and then the, the brutality in the video is unmistakable, unforgivable, astounding in its lack of humanity, nobody interceding, beating a man as hard as a large grown man can while that first man is restrained with his hands behind his back, smashing him in the head, in the face as hard as they possibly can over and over again. As I said earlier in the show, it's like the sort of thing you'd expect to hear about in an Iranian secret prison. Where does that anger, where does that level of anger come from? I mean, what no, is even I, driving that? A life, a lifetime of holding it back? And you let it out then? Complicated. It's or complicated. You, or, or, you know, any, any of the individuals involved, have you been doing that a lot your whole career? We don't know. Yeah, there uh, there are various descriptions of certain personality types who become cops who any resistance to what they bark out is seen as a personal affront and the anger is immediate. Yep. And yep. that sort of person is probably not going to be a good cop. I've right. seen it. I've seen it on video sure. in the most ridiculous circumstances. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm the man and you do not get to uh, not treat me with one thousand percent respect about everything i say or do exactly i've seen that too right right somebody just asserting their basic rights and with good cops the cops uh, say oh no you're right you're absolutely right we're cool here i'm just talking to you and they mean it with a bad cop immediately the air is charged with uh, anger and violence mm -hmm. and i just think these guys may have lived in a world where you know you have that feeling that i get to punish people for lack of cooperation and if it's violent lack of cooperation, I get to punish them bad. And then you have uh, your fellows around you who are not going to do anything about it. See the George Floyd situation. The one cop meekly said you could probably let him up now or whatever he said. Um, but other than that, there wasn't much at all. And in this situation, there was nothing that you could see. And in the aftermath, all there was was milling around and chatting and, and you know, telling, yeah, we saw him over there. And then we went over there and. There was no professionalism exhibited whatsoever. It was just guys who knew each other talking. Nobody concerned that this guy might be dying. No, and interestingly enough, there wasn't even a, like a selfish concern. Hey, if that dude dies, we're all screwed. So uh, right. how do we see how he's doing? Nothing. That is so wild. Man, you don't get there overnight. You have to get there little by little over a long period of time, don't you? Yeah. For oh, most yeah. people. No. God dang it. That is brutal. So you think we can do a better job as a society than that? That that's yes, just not a long, slow process. I think one, one of the key steps in that process is cops know, uh, all cops know, if we go crazy wailing on this guy, it's going to be seen and we're going to have to answer for it. And then, you know, perhaps the guys who weren't doing the truly brutal beating, but were, you know, active participants in holding the guy back or whatever, or, or restraining him, they'll think, my kids are going to grow up without a daddy for the next 15 years if I don't stop this guy from beating the suspect. So I'm going to stop him. Yeah, I think that's the people that we got to be able to reach or probably can reach. I don't know if you can reach the guy who 
you know, is looking for the opportunity to punish somebody for whatever reason in his psyche, and he decided to get into being a cop. But the, but the person who wants to be a cop and is willing to stand and watch that happen and then lie about it, maybe we can reach that person. And just out of fear, like you just said, that you're not only is your career going to be over, you're going to go to prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and to be more charitable to to the cops, I'm not sure if it's necessary in this case, but it, you can just lose your ass sometimes when you're oh, under sure. an enormous amount of pressure. Somebody kicks you in your your junk or whatever, puts a thumb in your eye, you lose your ass. But your comrades have to be there to pull you off the guy. Right. Right. And then what's with the first responders getting there? Not immediately. There's a person hurt. Our job is to go make sure they're okay. No, their job was to take a look at the guy, then mill around doing nothing for quite some time. Because they showed up thinking that some scumbag, I'm sure, deserved it. I mean, I can't imagine what else they would be thinking. Something like that, probably. I don't know. But I can't read minds. That's a guess. But that was the feel of it, having watched it. You know, the one guy at one point, the guy, the, the, the victim, uh, Mr. Nichols, is slumped over, semi-conscious on the street. And the guy propped him back up on the car. And he said, sit up, brother. Sit up. You're going to be all right. Sit up. But then they went back to ignoring him. I, he might not have said you're going to be all right. But he, he, there was tenderness in his voice. He was trying to at least you know, comfort the guy a little bit. But then they went back to just milling around. It was very strange. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw, excuse me, a couple of conversations on the various shows. This has been true for quite some time. Uh, the whole idea of bad cops getting fired and then they get they get hired by a different police department in the next county over, the di- different town over. That happens all the time all around the country. We've got to get away from that somehow. Yeah, I heard one suggestion that Memphis was very loose in their hiring of cops recently because they were trying to, you know, achieve various goals. But I haven't looked into that. I don't want to repeat it on the air. Um, I had one more thought I wanted to. Oh, oh, you know, it's one of the bedrock uh, principles of conservatism. Often your lefty type people think that if we just lecture mankind enough, we can perfect mankind and. And everybody will come around, and, and conservatives believe human nature hasn't changed in a 1,000 years, and it's not going to. 5,000 years. You have to have incentives and disincentives. You have to have disincentives so strong that they will get everybody but the most awful to cooperate. And if they're so awful they won't cooperate even in the face of, say, a life prison, uh, life term in prison, well, then you put them in uh, prison for their life. You just have to have repercussions. And it could be that the, the starting point for reforming police culture, the, the part of it that needs reforming, because for the millionth time, there are a lot of great cops, and thank God for them. Uh, but that part of policing culture that needs to be reformed, it could be the starting point is, hey, you will face repercussions. You can't get away with this stuff anymore. Well, you also have the dynamic of law and order is generally a Republican slash conservative thing. And I don't use those words interchangeably, but, um, uh, you know, back in law enforcement, but law enforcement is the government. And uh, in general, uh, being a conservative to me is not letting the government have the power to do whatever the hell they want, whenever the hell they want to. Right. And that's what's happening here in a lot of cases with the police. So what you have is the government, think of it as the IRS or whatever other government branch you hate as a conservative, wildly out of control Mm -hmm. that you're paying for with your tax money. No, I don't like that. Somehow we have to come up with a deal where if you've been a, a cop so long or an ambulance driver or whatever, that you've lost the ability to see 
every individual you come in contact with as a human, then you can't do that job anymore. I don't know how we figure that out. I don't know how you get rid of them because you can't fire people in a lot of these jobs very easily. But, man, if you've lost the ability to have compassion for the people you're running into every single day, unfortunately, you can't be a cop anymore. Well, and what makes it especially different for cops, particularly in some areas, is they run into people that don't look at them as human beings. Right. All the time. And that sort of thing, it's tough to answer a closed fist with an open hand to friendship. Right. Especially after you get smashed in the face a certain number of times, whether re- uh, literally or metaphorically. Well, I absolutely understand how it would happen. You every day go to the same neighborhoods and deal with the same, you know, sometimes literally the same people because they're being arrested over and over again. You'd come to have a certain view, but we see where that can take you. Beating a Dope who may have been high on drugs to death during a traffic stop. We can't have that under any circumstances. Not in the United States. Yeah. No, you're right. It does sound like something you hear about in an Iranian jail. Yeah. And and respect for the military, for instance, does not mean blind worship of the military. Respect for cops and the difficult job they do does not mean blind worship of every cop. You've just in a free society, we've got to hold government officials accountable, no matter what they do, what uniform they wear. Um, you know, and and that's good for everybody. It's good for cops, good for civilians. Um, it's it's a goal. It ought to be a one hundred percent bipartisan goal. Thank God for the video. Or uh, I don't think there have been close. To, never, there would have never been any justice without the video. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Um, you can text us anytime. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I hope we don't ever have to talk about this topic again, but I know that we will. Less and less, I hope. Yeah. Um, we'll try to come up with something uh, lighter than that, which would include practically everything you can imagine would be lighter than that. Jack, Twitter is angry at the Empire State Building. Ooh, I hate to see Twitter angry about something. That's unfortunate. Oh, there uh, was blasting. There was clapbacks. Somebody owned somebody. It was great. Oh, wow. Uh, um, I made myself <laughs> sick. That wasn't my intent. <laughs> That's all on the way and a bunch of other stuff. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. (laughs) 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Harrison Butker, the biggest kick of his Chiefs life. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high, floating in the air. And it is good! 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 Did Cincinnati call timeout? They did not! They did not! They did not! It's a field goal from 45 yards out by Harrison Butker. That the follow-up to the biggest, stupidest mistake I've ever seen in 50 years of watching football. Shoving Mahomes out of bounds? Oh, late hit out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, As the entire world of football was watching, because, you know, Mahomes is playing on a crippled ankle, and so him hobbling for the first down, everybody was, like, hyper-focused. And the the dude, oh, it was just horrific. Uh, He's got to be on suicide watch. Oh, yeah. That might be the most clearly you're responsible for the lost play I've ever seen in the NFL. Usually in a team sport, it's hard to pin on a play, a person's mistake, but you can on that one. And if you didn't see the game or haven't heard about it, that 15-yard penalty moved the Chiefs from hardly any chance in the world of making the field goal to pretty decent chance. With like eight seconds left, so yeah. Eight seconds left, yeah, exactly. Just horrific. Well, evidently, uh, the folks of Cincinnati, including the mayor of Cincinnati, had been jawing about how Cincinnati owned, how the the, uh, Bengals have owned the Chiefs in recent years. And they did beat them three times in a row. But uh, Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs was having nothing, uh, none of it. 17, Michael. And finally, finishing this one off to head to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to thank God, man. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Arrowhead, my ass! Woo! That was uh, that was not the one I was expecting. Play That's the still other. entertaining. Well, yeah. So they're trying to interview uh, Patrick Mahomes and a uh, drunk with victory, uh, Travis Kelsey, star tight end, comes in and invades the. I like how Mahomes is saying. First of all, I want to thank God and Kelsey. Kelsey Wee! Wee! my ass. Wee! Play the other one, Michael. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Oh, easy. Whoa, whoa, what now? Somebody Google that quick. (laughs) 
Jabroni? I'm yeah, not going to say it again, just in case. I don't know the word. So. I don't either. I'm terrified. <laughs> Was he drunk with victory or <laughs> spirits? Well, the game had ended 10 seconds before, so unless he played hammered, which seems unlikely. <laughs> what the heck is that? I'm so am I correct, guys? It. it means a foolish person. A stupid, foolish, or contemptible person. Right. Loser. Okay. As long as the origin isn't something yeah, not of some 270 years ago. Not of any particular ethnic background or anything, as far as we know. Yeah. Wow. So am I correct wow. that Patrick Mahomes has played has been a starter for five years, and this is his third Super Bowl and fifth AFC championship? That's amazing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. quite a quite a first five years. The other game, if you watched it, uh, Philadelphia-San Francisco was the suckinest bunch of suck that ever sucked. So, <laughs> anyway, moving along to related matters. Uh, the Empire State Building is uh, embroiled in a controversy. That's right. A building can now be part of a Twitter battle. Uh, the moments after the Philadelphia Eagles uh, beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, the official Twitter account for the New York City landmark, the Empire State Building, announced it would be illuminated in green and white to celebrate. Fly, Eagles, fly! We're going green and white in honor of the Eagles' NFC Championship victory, the message read. Which in New was York? greeted with, with hatred and loathing. Right, in New, New York, Yorkers. which has its own football team, which is a rival of the Eagles. That just seems a odd. bitter rival, yeah. Uh, some of the tweets, New Yorker here, WTF are you doing, Empire State Building? Is this a joke? Can't believe the Empire State Building would betray the Giants like this, a user remarked. That's hilarious. I like this. This is my favorite. The New York City sanitation uh, people said, for anybody who finds this as treacherous, traitorous, and unforgivable as we do, just pretend it's green and white for New York's strongest. We take the trash out every day, and next year, that'll include the Eagles. <laughs> That'd be like if Kansas City lit up Crown Plaza black and silver because the Raiders were going to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just unimaginable. Yeah, I know. I know. Idiotic. L.A. lights up, you know, orange and black because the San Francisco Giants are going to the World Series. I mean, just, who's ever done anything like this before? Stupid, though. They got some 22-year-old intern running their Twitter account, evidently. Yeah. Hilarious. Armstrong and Getty. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.